This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hey, everybody. I'm Carson. And I'm Kelly. And you're listening to Fastlane Family, brought to you by Bedhead by TG. For a full range of professional styling products, allowing you to express your own personal style, from work to play, light hold or strong hold, visit fantasticsams.com for a salon location near you. Today for Fastlane Family, it's our last episode of the season, and for that reason, we have a very special guest uh, in with us today uh, in the Exalta studio. Uh, my brother and my boss and Carson's uncle, Dale, is here. Hey. How's it going today? I'm doing good. This is your last episode? Yeah, this is going to be my last episode. Oh. I got a for few the more. Year. We had, me and Tyler actually promised to keep doing ours through December, maybe. Well, that's because you have time off in December. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Carson is going to join us a little late. She's still uh, over in high school, so she'll be here <laughs> shortly. So thanks for being here with me, Dale. I yeah. certainly appreciate it. Um, lots of news. We're just coming up on the finish of the year here, and uh, I'm sure there's lots of crazy things going through your mind. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty – oh, you know, it's just been something different every week. Uh, but getting super excited about – Homestead is the just the final race of the year. It's just always exciting, no matter. Uh, I mean, we haven't had a awesome track record there, but I do love running <laughs> against the wall, and it's the final race. So I'll have a lot of friends and family and stuff out for that yeah. race, and that's that's going to be really emotional. So it's starting to crank crank up. You know, I didn't feel anything up until around Talladega, and so these last couple of weeks has been pretty emotional. Right, what do you think happened at Talladega to sort of? I think that the fan support I saw there, which it's always been more amplified at Talladega than at, than at other stops, um, either due to – I don't know if there's truly more fan support there, but just the size of the track and the amount of people that can get in there, uh, the success that we've had at that racetrack. It just, for whatever reason, was more emotional there. I was super nervous about that race too because – it was sort of for me um the last big bullet to dodge mm -hmm. uh to to finish the year healthy and um i know a lot of people i know not everybody has that on the tip of their mind or thinks even thinks about that you know the the injury last year and and coming back and trying to stay healthy all year but it's always been right at the front of my mind all year and uh, that was a big major bullet. And we had so many close calls in that race, too. Um, so at the end, thinking about how, you know, woof, you know, we, we had a great run. We were competitive. I think we, we put forth a pretty good account of ourselves. We missed a lot of really close crashes that almost took us out. Um, yeah, and now, you've been doing that lately. I don't know what is with you this year, just, but you have been rolling through some wrecks. Uh, <laughs> you just, know, getting yeah, through. Just crazy. I'm just... Uh, lucky you're really, like dang your reflexes are really good <laughs> it really has nothing to do with that it's all just about being at the right place when it all starts to go down and nobody slides in front of you or yeah into you i imagine that feeling that you have about your injury is sort of you know anybody that's been sick or has you know been in remission from cancer or any kind of illness it's always in that back of your mind so that's probably that same feeling from your head injury of just it's just always there it doesn't yeah, go away I, you know once you go through something like that yeah. you never forget it and you know yeah. that there's a potential that you know if you're going to continue to doing doing the job that got you in that position there's always that potential to go get back in there and and get hurt so i've uh you know and I, i'm it'll always anytime i race uh 
anytime beyond this, you know, this year, I'm going to run Xfinity races next year. I hope to, you know, I would love to continue to race, uh, a little as I, as I go. And I know that that's the the risk to do that, but, um, uh, yeah, so I, I, but you know, that, that Talladega was a big bullet to dodge. I'd had some trouble there in the past. I had, it had, that had been a track where I had been hurt before. Um, uh, that was such a relief to get through that race. And when I, when it, that sort of, that weekend kick started the emotion and now there's no stopping it. There's not, <laughs> you can't like put it back in your pocket or put it back on the shelf. It's like some, it's some, once it's out of the bag, it just, yeah. The genie's already come out. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't put the back genie in. back in the bottle. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, but there's other things going on in my life too that are making me very emotional. You yeah. know, the baby and the announcement there, and uh, just gosh, that's so emotional. Just a real, in a really good, happy place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. We're gonna talk about the baby yeah. in a little bit, but I had a, I want a couple things more just on your career because I know you've talked about retirement a lot. But one thing I think that, and you've got to talk about it every week when the tracks have have given you their gifts and paid their tributes. But the reality, Mike Davis was doing some research and you're probably going to have made a <laughs> quarter where somebody's taking pictures of us. So we're paparazzi. You're probably have going to have made an impact to the tune of about a quarter of a million dollars this year. Say, huh? <laughs> Say, huh? All of the gifting that's been happening is probably going to be like a quarter of a million dollar really? impact in these communities awesome. all year long. Yeah. Isn't that neat? And when you think of it week in week, you know, it's hard, but we've been, we put this spreadsheet together and looked at it and the way that you've went about this, this year in giving back to others and having these tracks think out of the box on that, I think is really cool. Yeah. And that's such an awesome impact to make. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, crazy. That, it? it does. It really yeah. kind of p- puts it into perspective. Yeah. Um, I'm gl- I'm so glad that we did it this way. And when I first started having the conversation about uh, with with you and with Mike and the brand team and all that about what we wanted to uh, do with this year, everybody was really none of us knew exactly what to do. And uh, it was there was a lot of sadness. It was it was kind of um, difficult to initiate the conversations because none of us wanted it. None of us really were ready for me to retire. Yeah, even me, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we had to think about it really quickly. You didn't give us a whole lot of planning. Right. Time. <laughs> so it, it happened a little sooner than any of us anticipated. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm so glad that we went in this direction because when we first initially started talking about what we're going to do, it wasn't, I'll be honest, it, I wasn't sitting there going, you know what, I'd love to raise a quarter million dollars for all these communities. Uh, it was more about, man, I really don't want a lot of attention. Uh, who, who who deserves the attention? Well, the fans deserve the attention. Let's do something that, that turns, turns around this sort of honor t- onto the fan and let's deflect it onto the fans and, and, and see how that goes. Yeah. And hopefully... You know, it'll register with them, and and they'll feel something. Um, and it took a while, I think, for everybody in the industry to get it. Yeah, people uh, had to start seeing other people do the things that they were yeah. doing. Yeah, and, and then it, they started thinking bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. It started to yeah. kind of snowball, yeah. particularly in the second half of the season, and became much more impactful than I think we had ever thought it would. So great, you know, I'm super proud of that. But um, 
you know, and I think our, our, our team here at Junior Motorsports can be very proud of it as well, that they, they had such a big role in yeah. it in creating this uh, uh, appreciation tour. And hopefully um, the fans have felt that appreciation, you yeah. know, that original yeah. that original intent was to make them feel appreciated. Hopefully they've felt that, you know, and now it's going to be great that these little some of these ideas that they came up with are annual and, and yeah. reoccurring. Perpetual, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, that's cool. going to be awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So last question from a career standpoint. Um, can you, and you know, it, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be lengthy, but can you, can you kind of put into words. Am I talking too long? Getting no. Too mouthy. No, I just don't want you to feel like no, you're not getting too mouthy. No, I just want to cover a lot of stuff. I don't want to run um, long. No, I want to cover It'll a lot of stuff. Be the longest podcast <laughs> longest year for you. family. Yeah, God, <laughs> but people could listen to you all day. Can you put into words the Dell Junior that started his first bush race in what was that? 97, 96. Uh, yep. I started 97. my first. 96 was your yeah. first. Um, you had that one run at Myrtle Beach, I think, yep. when we were there together with our late models. Um, to Dell Junior, who's retiring today. Like, I, like, who's Dale Jr. that first got in that race car? Um, There's just so much growth there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I think that, you know, fortunate for me, fortunate for me, I think that I had, there were people around the team and around that wanted to be a part of that program that had my best interest in their hearts and I didn't really go, I didn't really get in trouble or, or get offline or I didn't really create a lot of concern for a lot of people as far as what I did with my time. My focus and just really being serious about racing may not have been everything my dad wanted it to be, but there were enough people that wanted to be a part of, hey, you know, I would like to go with. Dale Jr. to his first Xfinity race. I'd like to be part of that, help him. There were a handful of guys. Those people really kind of kept me in the in my lane. And they made sure that things were prepared, that I was prepared, that I was on, you know, that I was where I needed to be and, and that I understood what was happening and where what was coming next. Uh, and I think that my driving style... Uh, hasn't really changed a ton. I've always been like kind of a cautious driver and um, never really super aggressive, never driving kind of over my head and hanging it all out. Um, and that kept me from getting a lot of trouble on the track early. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't make too many mistakes early and foul up too much and, and <laughs> didn't have too many setbacks that that you know delayed anything if I could just I'd get I, you know I ran that first race and I got out of there in one piece and everybody was like you know he did really good he actually was pretty fast we got lapped on pit road pit trying to change tires because we didn't have pit crew but they were like man you know his lap times are great in the race and then we went and ran Michigan you know six months later and finished in the top 10 they're they like man you know we ran really good you know didn't do anything stupid and so it kind of kept, kind of kept like adding on and adding on to all this and, and getting more opportunities and, and it just worked out. I, uh, 
I don't think – yeah, it's funny to me that I don't I don't think my driving style is a whole lot different. And the only thing that I – I just feel like, man, what if – what I was so lucky that I didn't screw it up somehow. That you had all that support. That I had all that yeah. support and those people around me making sure – like, man, if we point him in the direction he needs to be going every half hour. This can all be good. <laughs> this will work out. You know, they, they, he really he really might have some talent here. And plus, you know, it was that aura, that Earnhardt name. People were like, wow, you know, it'd be great to have yeah. another Earnhardt continue on beyond Dale Earnhardt Sr. So there were people that wanted that, To that were, you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of people making it happen. It wasn't. Yeah. If I had had if I had to do it uh without their guidance and and advice and sort of direction um you feel like you might have hit a wall sooner. Wouldn't have made <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, I probably Not, wouldn't have no done it. No pun intended, but yeah. yeah. I probably would have made too many mistakes. That made me think of a question when you were explaining that. So, I mean the the and I I've never really even had this conversation with you or anyone else. So, I'm going off of sort of interviews and things, but Dad really wasn't like, I don't know that he had it in his mind that he wanted you to get in that race car. And it was a Tony senior push, I think, right. and people around him. Did you and dad ever have a conversation after that? That no. was like, you no. know, yeah. I didn't know if y'all ever crossed that he, bridge. You know, the more, I, the more stories I hear, the more I understand that he was having conversations with people he trusted, friends, yeah. whatever. And he'd be like, hey, I'm going to put Dale in the, or put Dale Jr. in the race car next year. And, and uh, you know, so he'd known this and had been thinking about doing this yeah. and planning to do this for months and never told me about it. <laughs> and I went into the shop and saw my name on the car like a month before Daytona. And I was like, oh, my God, gosh, I can't, I can't process. I'm doing this, no kidding. <laughs> and I, I think I got that opportunity because I didn't, I just kept, doing just a little more than they thought I was capable of doing with what we had mm -hmm. when we'd go run these little Xfinity races in 96 and 97. They're like, wow, I'm really surprised that he didn't screw that up or <laughs> that they that they did. They were a little bit of a handful because we, at Michigan, we raced the hell out of park for a little bit and we were on you know, the top 10 right around everybody. And they were just like, man, he was right in the boat, you know, right in the mix of it for a little, for most of the race. They're pretty surprising. Um, I think I kind of get that being a parent with like, and, and that, you know, having Carson being older, like you, cause you, you know, you, you weren't the best child in terms, you weren't yeah. a terrible child. Now don't, you know, we weren't druggies or drinkers or, druggies. or we didn't, uh, you know, like sneak out of the house. Like I think when people are talking about their children, you know, like we were good children in the sense of we minded our P's and Q's because damn, you did not want to get in front of Dale Earnhardt if you didn't. Mm -hmm. But you know, you didn't clean up your cereal bowl after yourself, or and you I'd always were giving the them bed a thinking nobody yeah. was going to look under there. Yeah, like you know, he tried was, to avert till all, all the bowls in the kitchen were under my yeah, bed. <laughs> exactly. So he had tried to avert all kind of chores and just you know, of course, we did our share of back talking and yeah. just none of that was acceptable. So I, what I'm saying is like with my kids, like all that stuff gets really under my skin. And then I see them do something that's really fantastic and talented and that kind of thing with you driving. And, you know, it's always hard when your kids are like misbehaving or not doing something then for you to kind of reward them. That's how our dad was, yeah. you know, and then, but then he just couldn't really avoid it because that talent was in the car, you know, because <laughs> I 
always thought, you know, he's like, damn, Dale Jr., he's just always getting in trouble and da-da-da. And he didn't want to give you that opportunity because we were we would do things that would piss him off, yeah. you know? I mean, we did. And he assumed that the pattern would continue yeah. into the car. Yeah. He just... <laughs> and he didn't... You know, I'd be the same way. He didn't... He had such a reputation... And he knew, like, as soon as he put me in a car that everybody in the world would be watching that. Yeah. And he didn't want to eat. He probably didn't want to see us deal with the failure of it and the rejection of and it had it went did. south. And he certainly <laughs> didn't want to deal with that in front of his own peers. No. But the the help and the support that I had from people in, yeah. in the company, all that, you know, when I think about that, that's been a constant in my whole career. And I feel like the the reason why I am where I am today is because I've always had that steady support, whether it's been from you or Mike Davis. Um, there's been just so many people all along the way that did the heavy lifting. Yeah. When it comes to when it comes to brand building, marketing dealing with sponsors, getting the best possible opportunity in and out of the car. You know, even I, your crew chiefs and stuff. I, yeah. Yeah. So my, yeah. There must be something about you though, that signals to those people. Well, that I can say, they can be all in and partners with you. On yeah. It though, you know, well, I, I mean, when, when it comes to my crew chiefs, I sit down with them and I say, Hey, I'm, we're best friends. Yeah. I hardly know you, but <laughs> To, to for this to work for me, I have to feel like we're best friends. Like I have to feel like you love me. Yeah. You know, and I love you and we're gonna do everything we can for each other. I'll never turn my back on you. I'll never turn I'll never throw you under the bus. You don't do this you do the same for me, you know. Yeah. And we need I need to feel like when I come into this holler and, and lean on you that you're gonna be in my corner. Yeah. And uh I think I've had I think I've been that way with Mike Davis with you. I mean, it's easy with you. I mean, my sister and all, but yeah, I, I cleaned up the cereal bowls. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I just all I've always had that. You know, I've I, I drive the car, and I try to do really not really. I try to do really well and what y'all would expect with my partners and and interacting yeah. with fans. But you guys have without that steady support, you know, we'd have never done a lot of the major things we had to do, the major changes and decisions we had to do and along the way. And that was there from the very beginning in my career. Very pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to wait till Carson gets out of school so we can talk about the baby. Um, Cause well, I know she'll want to be a part of that. Um, <laughs> so for next year, you are, you're going to be retired after mama said she was funny earlier. She said she was going to be unemployed after that Sunday. <laughs> but, and I'm sure you, I, I, from a business perspective, haven't got a grasp on what life looks like yeah. until we experience that. But you're going to, you're going to have your first anniversary yep. in the off season. That's going to be fun. You're going to get to go into January and February without a ton of to do's. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm planning my first anniversary and it's really stressful because <laughs> everybody's like, you know, when you get married, they're like, that's the biggest day of your life. Yeah. Okay. That's, they were right. Now, when you go on your honeymoon, this is the, this is the biggest trip you'll ever take. No other trip will measure up to this trip. And so you go all in. Okay. We did. I was nervous. They were right. And now it's like, well, this is your first anniversary. It's yours. <laughs> only one first. You got to do everything you can do. Go all in. 
And I'm like, golly. And so I'm, I'm not very, I don't do, a, I don't, I'm not, I'm, this isn't something that I'm, I consistently do as far as making plans and so forth. Yeah. And so I'm not really good at it. And I'm having a hard, I have a hard time sort of thinking outside of my comfort zone, what I enjoy doing, like, man, what does Amy want to do? <laughs> and she's going to be pregnant and that limits a little bit of her, her activities she can be involved in and where she can go. And so it's been really stressful because you want it to be awesome. Everything you want her good, yeah. to love it. Yep. And uh, so going through that process right now, but it's I just got over a major hurdle there, so I'm excited. Well, a word of advice from women, it's the thought that counts. That's the biggest thing. So, so, so it's not really exactly the activity. Yeah. It's the thought and the planning and what you did effort to try to make it, it the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that <laughs> usually. Yeah, I'm hoping to hit a home run there. It's important to me that um, I've learned through being in this relationship with Amy that the. Um, the effort that I put into it matters more than the actual end result. Yeah. And I had a real bad habit, like when I was younger to just ask someone else to do something. And yeah. it was like, Oh, I pay, you know, I pay this person <laughs> to do this. And I would do, we, I did that early in our relationship. She's like, you know what? It doesn't mean anything to me when yeah. you just say, just Hey, somebody go grab yeah. this for, yeah. for me. And I'm going to wrap it up and put a bow on it and give it to Amy. She's like, that takes all of the romance out of it. And so I've gotten better and better and more. And I do totally get that I need to be the one doing all of the, all the legwork to make these, make these moments count and mean yeah. something. I'll give you a word of advice for kids. Yeah. It don't work the same. No, it's they all do about, not the care about the thought. They it don't is care about exactly the thought about the end result. <laughs> That's it awesome. is the toy. It is the won't. They won't. Yeah. They don't care how you got to it. Cause in my parenting, I'm all about like, well, I, I thought about this great dinner, and I thought you would love this. And I get home, and it's like, what's for dinner? Chicken and such. And well, I don't like that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I stood in the grocery store 20 minutes planning this. Yep. You know, no. Birthday present, it better be on point as to what they got. Yep. Christmas, whatever it is. Yeah. So it doesn't quite work the same. So you'll you'll need to know that, too, come next year sometime. Well, you'll have a few years, because she won't be thinking about that for a while. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying. I'm, about I'm, year two, they'll be. I'm in such a, like. I don't know. I'm in such a like not panic, but I'm anxious. Anxious, and I'm sort of thinking like way, way too far ahead. <laughs> I'm wanting to get the name decided now. I want to get the room nursery de- done today. <laughs> I want to start, start, do and do, and just be playing. And you know, it's like a big, it's like a big, <laughs> it's like a big play for me. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited about getting the nursery finished or starting on, even starting on it. And he's like, we had plenty of time. You're driving me crazy. Stop <laughs> Back it. Back off. <laughs> yeah. She's like, chill out. Well, you can spend some of your time doing that in like January, I February, March. I can't wait. Like I'm, I'm sitting here going, everybody's like, you know what? This happens. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. Well, this happens too. Yeah, I can't wait for that either. <laughs> like I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, waiting on this little girl to come out. And uh, just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. crazy. You'll start, you'll start work. It's all, it's actually kind of planned really good. So you'll have a couple months home yeah. before you get started with your role with NBC. I talked to my boss, Sam, and I said, Hey, Sam, I'm going to have a little girl in May, early May, and I need the whole month of May off. And he said, no problem. And Amy goes, you should have asked him for April too. I was like, 
Well, you shouldn't have too much to do yeah. in April. You know, you don't start your work till July, technically. Yep. But so she was just picking. Yeah. Well, you, you never know. But he was the, like, heck yeah, man. The baby's, she's going to need help in those last 30 days because the yes. last 30 days of pregnancy suck. Yeah. And it could come early. You just never know. Mm-hmm. You just, you just never know. So yeah, you'll have to be prepared. I will be. Always be prepared. Best I can. <laughs> I know. You said you were going to be the night nurse. Your nocturnalness is going to, you're going to stay up and help with the baby and sleep during the day? Yeah, I mean, It's not going to work like that either. But. I don't think it's going to work how I plan, but, you know, I, I've had, I've heard a lot of different, I've heard from a lot of different mothers about their experiences with their husbands, and it's all over the board, you know. One guy just wanted to be in the middle of everything, doing everything. One guy didn't want to even change a diaper. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just all kinds of different, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, God, you know, I just want to do everything. I don't want to ever not have this little girl in my yeah, hands. That's you know? how it go- was. Go- I'm going to have to actually remind myself, let Amy have some time <laughs> with this little girl. And to put the baby down because it's going to be one of held, be held all the time. That's right. what everybody tells you, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. So so, what do you think about a girl? Like, what's you you got a yeah. you got a fear? No, so <laughs> th- that's that's a great question. I was talking to Amy before we found out what the sex was, and I said, you know, I'm scared to death about raising a son. He, I'm he, I in my mind, and I'm probably completely wrong, but in my mind, my feeling was, if I have a son. I'm going to, he's going to be so impressionable by, to me. And, and I don't want, I don't want my first child to like f- take after me. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking if I have a daughter, there's no way I could screw that up. Amy will not allow it. <laughs> like Amy, she's going to listen to Amy and she's going to think just like every other person that's met Amy, just like our dogs, just like every little baby and, and child that meets Amy, they're just going to love, love, love Amy and follow her everywhere she goes and want to do everything and wear everything and, and just do whatever Amy's doing. This is the way this little girl will be. She'll love me, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to have an awesome relationship, but I just won't be able to – I couldn't screw it up if I tried. So I'm thinking, my first child, I really want a girl, um, and then, you know, man – then you get some experience in, yeah. and then, yeah. Maybe after yeah. I learn what I need to learn, I'll be more uh, open to to th- the thought of having a son, you know, yeah. and yeah. and what that means, and not I wouldn't, dist- you know, just totally raise this little stinker. Yeah. Well, my first daughter joined us, Carson. You just get out of school. How was yep. your day? It was good. I was tired. Yeah, I bet. Very tired. Yep. Well, we're talking baby news, so raising girls, and I I wanted a girl. My yeah. first child, yeah. I just didn't know anything about raising a boy. Me so, either. Yeah. Even being I a just, boy, I'm just like, oh, no, that's just like. Sounds scary. Scary. Yeah. Really? But having Wyatt. You think I mean, a boy sounds scarier than a girl? The first child. The first child. I'm like, man, uh, I want a girl because Amy's going to know everything that she's going <laughs> to oh, need. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Amy's, yeah, Amy's going to know. Mama's intuition. Amy's going to know everything this little girl needs, and I'm just going to sit there and do everything Amy says. <laughs> This is all going to be way easier for me. I can't wait. Everything you give me and mom a hard time about and make fun of us for it, you're going to live it. And like I just, what? I can't wait. What are some just of those? everything, all the cra- boys, like all of it. It's going to happen yeah. to you. And no, like, no, I don't mean it in a mean way, but I just can't wait. Yeah. 
<laughs> giggling makes her giggly. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh gosh, do you think you'll be what kind of parent? Do you strict parent? You think you're gonna? Well, Amy's gonna be pretty strict. She's a you know, she she's she's pretty much has personal guidelines and expectations and and I can see her kind of holding this, you know, holding this little girl accountable and uh which I think will be awesome. Uh and I don't think I have that uh I don't think I'm that direct or particular or and I won't know really I won't have like I won't have like um I won't have really a real understanding exactly what yeah. what what's the rules for this little girl, you know. So Well yeah, there's no book. It would be right. so much easier if there was yeah. a parenting book, but so, well, I'll be interested to see, because you don't like conflict, so it'll be interesting to see, like, you like everybody to get along and mm-hmm. do all that, and so with kids and parenting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how all that goes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it'll be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait, wait. Can't wait. wait. He's so excited. Gosh, get here. <laughs> then before you know it, it'll be here. That's what freaking everybody says. It's not. <laughs> and before not you know hap- it, they'll be five. See, Wyatt. I mean, take happening. Wyatt. Take Wyatt. It's not happening fast enough. Yeah, it happens fast. Are you, how how do you feel about getting advice from people? Has people been full of advice? Oh, I'm open. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, it's not annoying yet. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I told, and I got five, we got like five books while I was in Kansas. So everybody's giving me little books, daddy, you know, expectant daddy and all that crap. Um, So I got lots of literature to read. (laughs) I got an app on my phone that's telling me everything. Um, At this particular point, the blueberry that's what we call her is <laughs> the blueberry is uh about the size of a peach so she's a peach yep. now instead of well, a blueberry well she started as a blueberry right. so we call her the blueberry but the blueberry is now a peach <laughs> and uh a peach berry yep 26 weeks and 5 days left 26 weeks and 5 days yep and that tells you like what's happening what they're it get this doing. yeah these apps are yeah. great they yeah. give you all kinds of um you know pretty open ended information that's um uh, not you know it's great for people who don't know anything like me but <laughs> i don't mind getting uh yeah i mean i'm i listen to everybody but it's all pretty much the same advice uh you're not going to be able to sleep and uh you know you, oh you just don't know this that you know yeah, it's just right same stuff. Yeah. 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 This is how you think it's going to be. But yeah. This has, yeah. It's not going to be like you think. And boy, when you walk into, I get this one. When you walk into that front door of the house and it's just, it's the three of you. Oh man. <laughs> really going to head home. I'm like, I, I, I know what they mean. Yes. I know I can't comprehend that because I haven't experienced yeah. it, but I know when it happens, I will. Um, well, you feel really safe at the hospital because, you know, there's plenty of people there to help or do and then when you get home, it's sort of yeah. like, oh, God, it's all ours now. Now we have to think about what this means, yeah. the cry or the whatever. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this, and this you can either use it or not, because um, it, it's kind of random. But Amy believes in law of attraction, and I am the complete opposite. I sort of believe in 
um, reverse psychology or, or whatever, you, you know? So if I think, if I think assume the worst, usually the best happens and she's the other way around. Like, don't assume, you know, you want, you think about what you want to happen and it happens. And so we really, we go back and forth about this quite often, quite often. <laughs> and so I'm really, really nervous. Um, and I can't wait till the next ultrasound to be able to see the baby and see everything and know, hear the doctor say everything's great. And uh, she's sitting there going, oh, man, I can't believe I'm pregnant. <laughs> Hasn't hit home yet. You know, Whew, I just don't, I just can't believe it. And I'm going, oh, is everything okay? <laughs> I, gotta go, I can't wait to go to the doctor to see him say everything's fine. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm really just worrying worrying and worrying like so much and uh that's driving me a little bit crazy and i imagine all dads probably do that new yeah. dads do that you know you just don't know you you hear you know you hear so many horror stories and 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 uh difficulties that your friends go through but uh so there's tons of worry all the time and it's just this heavy palpable feeling um and but amy's not like that yeah, she's, she's just like oh yeah she just thinks that she just she's just like looks at the good yeah yeah, yeah. and she yeah she's doesn't worry she doesn't worry as much or at least she doesn't let on so that part sucks like that concern <laughs> and that it's constant and yeah. uh so far you know all of our checkups have been awesome and those are the best, you know, you get to hear the heartbeat, you get to see the baby in there moving around and moving its arms and legs and jumping. <laughs> this thing's in there just hopping around so much. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. We went and looked at, we went for a checkup and it's just moving everything, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, so that's, then, then you come home and you got, you know, you go back to your routine regular and thing, regular yeah. things yep. and you, and the worry sets in and I hate that part about it. Have you thought about, um, I know one thing for LW when we were having Wyatt, you know, he was on the, well, he was still racing, but on the tail end. And then when he decided to retire from racing, we had, Wyatt was six months old. You're going to have children post racing yeah. career, you know, to, and ha have you thought about like what that looks like? And are you worried about her knowing what you were, who you are, yeah. what you are? No, you know, not really. I mean, I don't think that, um, I don't, uh, I don't know whether, you know, you won't never be able to help someone c comprehend what happened, what went on, what you did. Yeah. You can't put them in that moment. Uh, but they'll hopefully, you know, there'll be so much. I, we always think like, man, I need to I need to save this or keep this or, or put this away. But I mean, the way thing is, the way things are today, media is everywhere. Yeah. If they want, if, if, if somebody wants to watch a race, they go on YouTube and find the race and watch it. I mean, yeah. Uh, so if this little girl wants to know about me, she There'll be con content everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the kids with dad. That's yeah. the way. Yeah, I mean, they've I been able to get to know dad through that same way. Exactly. Whereas like we didn't get to know our grandfather that yeah. way because it wasn't anything that existed. It, it really is a you know, it really is a lot of weight off your my shoulders because I don't have to compile all this like information and save it. If she really cares, yeah, she'll find there. it. She'll yeah. seek it out. I'm, I don't even feel this... Uh, I don't even feel like this need to to for her to know, yeah. you know, the, about the first forty three years of my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm 
I want her to know my family. Uh, and beyond that, really, you know, yeah, and what we're doing the in the now. The limit, right. Yeah. 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 Just to figure it out. Um, and I was driving Kennedy to school the other day and I was think I thought to myself, I started chuckling because I'm like, oh, my gosh, my brother and Amy are going to have to think about where their kid goes to school. Yeah. Like, like, it's just so funny yeah. to me. <laughs> and I know that Carson it brings up another thought, too, about like boy versus girl. I was worried about having a boy because of the racing aspect yeah. of it. And Well, people like, are still going to ask you if your girl's going to yeah, race. Is she going to race? <laughs> yeah. Do you, is she going to race? She'll race if she wants to race, <laughs> you know, but if she doesn't, she won't. Um, I ain't really that all that excited about going through that process yeah. or trying to take her to the track and, uh, or heal him to the track. You know, I just, you know, especially if it was a boy, I was like, I know they'll want to race. They have to try and, and, and they will, they'll be so curious. Uh, you would think yeah, there'd be high probability of that, that I wasn't really looking forward to. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm in this moment in my life where I'm wanting out of it, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm wanting to be done with it. And, Maybe four or five years down the road, I'll be like, oh, man, I can't, you know, and it's your kid, too. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, hell yeah, let's go to the track. <laughs> you know, it'll be completely not what I'm thinking today. But I hope she doesn't. I want her to be, a, you know, a doctor or a, uh, you know. Yeah, mom wanted me to be a doctor, too. Yeah. Well, I think all parents want that <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> a, 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 a doctor today would tell you not to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough yeah. business to be in, uh, business model, insurance-wise, and all right? that good stuff. Well. Yeah. When I go see Dr. Maybe Ferguson, she'll just be a, a, you know, a good person. Just, yep. That's the best thing. Yeah. Just good, honest integrity and character. And yeah. They'll go far. <laughs> yep. It'll all be good. And and since Amy's going to have an impact on all that, we're, we're not worried. Yeah. yeah. None of us are worried. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, gosh, we've covered a lot of stuff. Is that it? You Must have missed baby a lot. Well, I, I don't like... know. You did. We talked a lot There's about There's three freaking career. pages to your, yeah, your but, podcast sheet I mean, here. Yeah, well, that's our, you know, we got to talk about I only get like one hair. page from Tyler. You got one and a half. Well, you know, our producer's probably better than Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to say that. <laughs> I can say it. You can't say that about Tyler. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we covered everything. Well, we've covered a lot. You get you get talked to a bunch. So I was I was trying to uh, ask you stuff you haven't talked about eight thousand times. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You rode your bike over this morning. I did. I rode my bike to the. Um, we could talk wrote, about that for a moment. The bike's from, parked upstairs. From the, I saw your picture on Instagram. Yeah. From your house to here? Sure. Yeah. It's only oh, seven. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's not that far, but like, that's just weird. He said it wasn't miles. even worth it. <laughs> it's seven and a half miles. I'm going to have to ride home to make it worth it. It um, it burned 300 calories. I passed you this morning. Ton, yeah. I thought that was you. That was me. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I thought that was you. Pedaling away. Yeah, you always yeah. know it's the orange bike. I say orange bike. I do have one question. TJ makes fun of you so much about biking yep. and you got him to bike. How yeah. did you manage that? Okay. So TJ has been asking me about cycling. He's getting more and more curious over time. And the one thing about cycling that he was concerned about is, so when he's ran before, and if anybody else that's ran, pretty much all of us, uh, when you run, man, your heart rate just spikes and it stays there and running is really uncomfortable. Uh, plus you, you know, typically the people that I know and, and TJ would run maybe two to four miles tops 
you're going to work your guts out for a half hour or so to burn 250 to 400 calories. Well, when we ride our bikes, we ride for 30 to 40 miles. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. It's a lot of fun uh, because of what you see. It's really all just about the roads that you ride every day. They look completely different on a bike. You see, you just take time to really look around and look in people's yards and see a lot of details, look at people's houses and just see things. And it's such a, it's so pleasant to, to, to be able to, you know, I can't really describe it as any other way. So TJ's like, man, I hope it, you know, I can't imagine y'all doing that and your heart rate being so high and being uncomfortable. And I'm like, TJ, it's not like that. We go out there and ride for leisure and enjoyment and you just happen to be burning calories and you don't push yourself so hard. You're like on the chip all the time. You're not mm-hmm. just like, you know, 10 tenths the whole, whole entire time. You just cruise. You get in the draft a little bit, which you'd be super surprised at how powerful the draft is, especially when you have more than two guys. Uh, and I'm so I'm telling him these things over the last several months and he finally he's like, okay, all right. If you say so, if you say it's not like running, I'm not going to be, you know, my heart's not going to be beating out of my chest the whole time. Uh, uh, and he got with Scott Speed, who he's been pretty good friends with for a long time. Scott's got a couple of bikes, so he loaned him a bike. TJ went to the store and spent three, 400 bucks on shoes and clothes. So you know that TJ is super committed when he has spent money. <laughs> yeah, he's a tight wad. I was like, wow. Okay, if you spent 200 bucks on shoes, then you're in. <laughs> um, he ain't gonna put that. He ain't gonna let that go to waste. He'll either be using them shoes or they'll be on eBay in another week. <laughs> but so he showed up, and I said, "I, I said my first ride in Atlanta in March was fifteen. It was sixteen miles, and we'll go fifteen miles." So we took off, and we we're like five and a half in. And he's like, "Man, my butt hurts so bad." <laughs> so that's the first thing in riding a bike is you're not gonna have proper shorts. And your seat and bike's not going to be fitted to you personally, and your butt's going to hurt really bad. <laughs> uh, your sit bones, the pain in your sit bones is just terrible. It's unbearable. And the first ride is just so miserable. And I said, TJ, just try to block it out. If you can, stand up out of your seat. Try to pedal standing up some. Give yourself a rest. Try to block it out. It's the best thing you can do. So we go. We ride. Um, we go pretty slow. I'm average. We... Jimmy and those guys average around 20 mile an hour a trip. So the whole trip, they average about 20 miles an hour, 21. I do about 17 and a half to 18 and a half. Me and TJ riding the other day was around 13 mile an hour average. And so we get done and he's like, man, my butt hurts so bad. And we looked at his Garmin and it recorded his heart rate and everything else. And his heart rate was averaging 158 and it spiked at 184. So my... To give you some understanding of where he was, my average is usually around 155 to 158, 160, and mine only spiked. The highest I've ever seen mine was 175. So he was really working, <laughs> even though he wasn't going that fast. Like his body was so unaccustomed yeah. to doing that that his heart was just beating like crazy. And I was like, TJ, I'm really surprised that you didn't quit. If I'd have known your heart was that high, uh, I I would have expected you to have wanted to stop and take breaks, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And I said, man, all you need to do is just kind of do these little 15-mile rides. First off, take this bike and get it fitted so that butt don't hurt Fits so bad. I'll get you some better shorts. 
Uh, give you so a what does padding. the shorts padding? There's padding okay. in the shorts. Okay. Gotcha. The I said these things will make the. Yeah, I'm like these things will make the initial issue with that with the ass soreness uh, a little a little more tolerable. <laughs> I asked Jimmy way back when I started riding. I'm like, how do you do it, man? My butt hurts so bad. He's like, it just deadens the nerves. The more you do it, the more you ride. You just get you just do you get used to it, and it's true. I mean, I ride today and. And it's not comfortable, but it's not unbearable. Uh, but the best thing about it is, is when we rode 15 miles and TJ had his heart rate that high, it took us an hour and he burned a thousand calories. Wow. Hmm. Wait, so if you rode here today and you had to wear the, your like shorts and stuff. Yeah, he, just, all his equipment's upstairs. I know, but did you just carry like a backpack with those backpack, clothes in it? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. I passed him. I was like, I think that was Dale. Yeah. I see this bright orange bike, bright orange everything. I was like, that's got to be. And then I had to drop my dog off at Dogs by Andy. And then I see you again on this road. I'm like, that's definitely got to be him. <laughs> yeah. So I was real proud of TJ. The worst, I mean, the hardest thing is just to get off the couch to do it. You know, put go and you know, sign yourself yeah. up to mentally go out and get on the bike and go. He he clipped in, so he hit, he didn't fall down, have any trouble with clipping in and out with his pedals. Um, how fast? So how fast do you get up when you do twenty? Downhills we do thirty mile an hour, easy. Ooh. <clears throat> I get the speed wobbles and fall right over. Coming Have over. you had a scary situation? Oh, from time to time, sure. Like what? <clears throat> well, like not of like cars running you over. Well, because you okay, always so, talk about giving bikers room. <laughs> yeah. Now that you like bike, I'm so good about that. that. Like I do pay yeah. attention to them. I'm like, oh, what? I don't, I don't want to run them over. Yesterday we were riding out around the property. Um, in the Shinville neighborhood and me and TJ were side by side on our, on the side of the road, side by side, taking up probably half of the lane, not a car on the road around us. Scott speeds about 20 yards in front of us, maybe a hundred yards in front of us. This red truck goes by and he must've been annoyed that me and TJ were side by side. So he swerved over towards Scott and just went right like a foot and a half over around Scott, oh. like being a complete jerk. So there's a guy like that. There's at least one guy like that on every ride. And they just, there's just people out there that think, what are you out here for? Why are you on this highway? This is too busy of a road, whatever they're, you know, or, you know, there's just people that just don't think you need to be out there and think it's foolish to be out there riding a bike. But, you know, the other 99% are on the complete other side of the road, taking their time around you. I use this radar on the bike uh, that tells me when someone's coming up behind me and it singles cars from 400 yards away. So quite a ways. So I'm seeing cars coming probably maybe even before they see me. So, and it tells me on my Garmin, I just look down and see this little dot coming toward me. And I have a mirror. Nope. But I can see the dot and I just wave to the car so to let them know that I see them even though I you know they're behind me and if you work with people like that it, it's really better quite comfortable yeah you didn't wave but at me this morning <laughs> well I'm, you were coming on a curve yeah, I'm focused <laughs> but there's that one guy on every ride that just want just he's having a bad morning or yeah, no he's just like in a bad rage. mood yeah just and, people that and that's just that's just way good and there's a lot of people there's some people there's some people that ride and kind of come close to you and they just don't know any better you know they think they gave you a ton of room man i gave you a lot of room you know two foot i go like I complete other that. lane yeah. like i'm like they'll just ride and they think they don't think that 
they you know they're supposed to, there's like a law i think of over three foot to bikers but you know not everybody knows all that. I know. I thought the rules were the same. Like bikers have the same luckily, rules as cars. Like yeah. you can. Luckily, I haven't had any major, you know. Have issues you had a tractor is... trailer pass you? Oh yeah. Does that feel pretty crazy? Yeah. Because like they of, get so there's a, much. Every once in a while, on our out around Shinville, I'll get on seventy. Yeah. For like half a mile, just to get back on, on the back road, another yeah. road. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you have some eighteen wheelers go by you, but. And they shake their head like, you know, what are you <laughs> oh, doing gosh. out here? <laughs> and you just had to kind of keep digging. Yeah, I just imagine the force from their wind would be. Yeah, I know because like even in a car, sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, crazy. So far, haven't had any anything that's concerned me. Um, you get a, you get to flip you get flipped off every once in a while. Oh. What's the prettiest? I got flipped off on my first ride in, in Atlanta. <laughs> we had just left the racetrack. There's like six of us, and I'm with Jimmy, uh, Alan Gusterson, and I'm with some guys that are that are pros, pros, this, yeah. you know. And I, when you ride, when you ride your first, when you're on your first ride, uh, the bike doesn't have any caster, and the steering's really quick, so you're kind of jittery and jerky. And I'm all over the road. I'm not smooth at all. And this guy rode by and was very upset with my line because I wasn't very tight on the side of the road. I was kind of a couple feet off out in the road. And uh, they rode by and gave us the bird. <laughs> What's the prettiest place you've ridden? That's you got- a great, that's great too. So I, I, this is, I feel like I say this all the time, but you have to remember you always have a different audience when you're, you know, no matter where you're at. But Well, I hadn't read it yet, so. So, exactly. Um, Kansas to me, may have become the best stop on the tour. Uh, number one, I love the track. Running up against the wall, you can run the bottom, the middle, you can run anywhere on the track. So it's a lot of fun to race. The barbecue, I mean, that if you like barbecue, which I don't know a lot of people who don't, it, this is, to me, the, the capital of the, the United States as far as barbecue goes. Everybody has their opinion on what part of the country has the best barbecue, but you're going to have some great stuff in Kansas. And about two miles from the track, there's this really great park. There's a giant lake. There's a six-mile road loop around this lake, and it's curvy and, and hilly. Uh, even if you're not a cyclist, to go out there with the kids or go out there with your dogs and your wife, it's a ton of fun. Uh, just to sit around on a on a Saturday afternoon during an Xfinity race or something, just that, get over yeah. there for an hour or two. Um, it's just a really nice area, and it's right at the track, so... Being a cyclist, it's great because yeah. we just shoot over there and we run that loop three times and then we come back and that's 30 miles. Yeah, because I figure Kansas is relatively flat. so We definitely seek out the safer yeah. routes and that's a dedicated yeah. road. To that, yeah. There's, there's not, it's not a highway. It's, and there's a, in, in Chicago, there's an actual path, a bike path that's just pretty straight for like 40 miles uh, that we ride on. We go out 20 and turn around and come back. Uh, Jimmy knows all. There's one in Rich. Er, there's one in Martinsville, a dedicated path. There's one in San Antonio when we'll go to visit Amy's uh, family. So I mean, there's these little dedicated bike paths all over the, the country. So a lot of times, if we don't have to, we we don't ride on the highway. Yeah. Um, and I think there's more and more cycling has gotten. And I keep we cycling has really picked up. As soon as I joined, like everybody I knew was joining. <laughs> I know. I feel like it all of a sudden became like yes, a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like and, you did it, and yep. now everybody does it. Well, I think it's a nationwide 
trend or fad because you're hearing about all these people building these dedicated paths and rail. They're they're turning these old railroad beds into paths. Oh, that's cool. And uh, there's something similar, like if you go out to the Statesville Airport, that one around the South Airdale. That's a more of a walking, running path, but it's not quite long enough to be able to cycle on, put a really, really put a lot of miles together. But there's a lot of places in a lot of major cities that are making dedicated paths out of old railroad beds and stuff like that. It's really cool. That's cool. Even LW has gotten into cycling. He has, and yeah, I used that's oh my not technically cycling. <laughs> I used his bike. Um, that's not technically cycling. It was really. You fun. don't even have to pedal. You do. You have to pedal for uh, it to work. Barely. Just a little bit. Yeah. I love it. Um, he has <laughs> LW. For those of you who don't know, has this electric bike that he bought. It's camouflage. Uh, he dipped it in camouflage. Uh, we actually use it to ride to the stand. It's so quiet. No, it really it, like it's cool. Yeah. Like he'll be he'll we'll walk out of the garage and he's like just cruising across our. I'm field. not even yep. sure how he came across that. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess he's been looking. So they make some electric bikes for hunting. Yeah. So he got the idea and went to the cycling yep. shop. Yes. I want one yes. just like it for Christmas. Yes. So I think it's what I'm all hint hint. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna see if amy will get me but i uh I, I rode it and i think it's it's awesome it's got a mount for your bow uh it's got a thing in the back for your backpack or you can put that on your shoulders whatever you want to do uh i fired that thing up and rode it to the stand um it'll go 40 miles on a on a battery charge yeah. if you're full blast like you can actually run in like an economy uh, economy mode um, <clears throat> that'll run for like 70 miles or so. I guess next we'll need spandex uh, camo. Camo. No. Spandex true timber. You won't find all the great thing about you. The great thing about it is, is literally you just, uh, all you have to do is have the pedals moving Yeah. for the yeah. power assist to work and it'll run a 20 mile. It'll sustain, like it'll just sit there and hold 20 mile an hour. It's got like this little governor on it. Yeah. He loves it. He thinks it's the best thing ever. He does. Everybody, it. any, if he anyone ever it. comes over, like one of my friends, he's like, I'm going to show my bike. I rode like, up. No, you're not. <laughs> I rode up to this fence. I threw the bike in the woods behind the fence. I walked 150 to 200 yards, climbed the stand, hunted all afternoon, got out of the stand, walked back to the bike, jumped on the bike, rode bike back to the barn. Home. Nobody, I, had to, I didn't, I didn't need anyone. Yeah. You know, for this whole process, whereas normally you have somebody somebody take you out to the stand or drop you off close by and so forth. And you're like, oh, I'm ready to come get me. And you got to sit in the stand, wait for them to come grab you and cold or miserable or whatever. Be independent. Yep. It's super independent. That's the best part about it. I thought was the independence. Yeah. And it seems to work really good. I was surprised about how it it worked. Yeah. It went up the hills and everything. Because, I mean, yeah, you don't have to have like a specific path for it. You just travel across. Yep. The only thing I think is like you know, if it's uh if you're trying to get through some areas where there's some ruts and snow and yeah. and it'd be a little challenging. You don't want to be working because you got all your hunting gear on. Yeah. And your first thing you want to not do when you're wearing your hunting sweat. gear is begin to sweat your feet or anything because you'll freeze in the stand. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. Yes, for sure. I've done that before. I didn't heed L Dub's warning and kept all my clothing on walking in one <laughs> yes. one of my first times. Ter- terrible mistake. Yeah. I just listen to him from now on. All right. Well, it's been tons of fun. I'm good. I'm ready to go get me a bicycle. I missed half of it. <laughs> I'm ready for lunch. Is it lunchtime yet? I'm ready uh, for lunch. Sure too. is. Sure is. It's 12 I o'clock. I asked mom, mom, did you, you get my text and my email? But yeah, that you, you wanted to go to lunch? Yeah. Adele and I have got another meeting at 1230. <laughs> I'll go to lunch with you. <laughs> we can see what we can. Mom. No offense. Oh wow. You need your we haven't today. had enough time together in the last I have two a, months. No. I feel like I'm getting like a little cold. Uh-huh. You know when your ear itches? Mm-hmm. 
So my ear was itching this morning and I got up and I put some, I dipped a swab in some peroxide and stuck it in my ear and it made it quit itching. But this one's itching now. Do you ever, would I, have you ever used that trick? No, I, I, I use, you're going to laugh. You know me and my oils. Yes. Okay, it's not an oil, but. Um, an oil. Uh, I'm an onion. Oil. You know me and my oils. Great off an onion. Oil. Onion juice. Mm. Onion juice? The juice onion. of an onion. He said onion juice. Where do you put that? You in your ear? You drop it in your ear. Ooh. Yeah. I do the peroxide too. Yeah. You put it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that really works. No, she does yeah. do the onion. And especially thing. if you have water in your ear, do the same trick. Yep. She yeah. made us children. I think do I used it. to do that when we were young. It for makes swimmers mm-hmm. ear. Because it that itch is it like up. the beginning of it dry, you know, gr- going down into your throat, yeah. becoming sore throat, and getting in here. And so. <clears throat> yeah, which for some reason we're prone to a lot of sinus infections. <sighs> I hate it. But yeah. yeah, I got it over here. Now I got it over here. Well, we got better it. instead of lunch, we better get some peroxide. I wonder if that's really a. A trick that works, though. Probably so. You can Google it. it You'll be doing this a lot, too, with the baby. You'll be Googling some tricks to help. What can make them stop crying? What can fix this? How about this? When you... When you... When somebody says, Hey, man, can you introduce me to such and such? And you say, Yes, I will... I'll text... I'll start a text message and introduce you to this person. And so, it's three of you on a text message. And they get introduced... Do you do you expect that person that you've those two that those two that you've introduced to carry on their conversation elsewhere in another text message yes. or in the same text no, message? No, I would prefer they go outside. You start. I mean, I new. think like well, I you would need to tell your them. husband. Oh, uh oh. Because I introduced him to Jamie Yawn about getting some of <laughs> our guys. Bicycle, something. Yeah, no, oh, working he, out. Some of the guys yeah. working out. Some of the so guys. So now you're in the same text. And they're just having this long conversation about how they're going to hook up and can't you remove leave the conversation yeah. yeah i'm afraid if i leave is that you're gonna give them a bad signal i mean your work there is i done. can't leave i started it. your work there is done okay i can take this to i can take two sides to this first my husband is technology i was about challenged. to say that lw doesn't even know what a group message is well and he he just thinks it's simpler just to stay in instead of start a new one. Second of all lw is all about uh, credibility. So he probably thinks that having you on there will make Jamie more credible in his responses. Is probably what I it just, is. It's like, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like. Uh, now they're just down to like brass tacks. Like you don't. Can need I to call know. you? Yeah, yeah. Ten thirty. Perfect. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up. Emoji. Sorry. No rush. It's like, can't y'all do this outside of you know? I'm not be in this. Just Hell. ask them. I hate texting with you. Why? I don't even text with you because you always read it and don't reply. <laughs> At I least you hate... saw I read it. Yeah. I had my red receipts on because yeah, I believe I that all good people have their red receipts on. I only have my red receipts for certain people. I get offended. You get offended? I, that you read, read it and don't it, respond? He reads it and then doesn't reply, especially with something that needs to be replied to. Or like if it's like, hey, can so you So if I do- didn't have my red receipts on and I read it, but you didn't know it? That'd be better than me knowing you Really? Really? Yes. I agree. Ooh, I hate that. Completely. Really? Yep. This is so divided. This is mm-hmm. like 50-50 all across the nation. I think I would rather know it was red and no. even if I didn't get a response. I like to know it's red. I mean, I see, like, okay, I guess I could, I would be okay with knowing, like, okay, it was red, like, whatever, like, yeah. just forget it. But you still it. want a response. But then, uh, like, most, like, that's, like, how I wish I could be. But instead, I'm like, I don't even want to know if you read it. Like, just forget about it. But, <laughs> yeah. Rick, my boss, his are turned on. I don't even think he knows they are. <laughs> 
because people are like, here's your new phone, Rick. And he's just like, okay, he just starts using it. So I don't know if he even knows what red receipts are, but his is on. And I love it because I know every time I text him when yeah. he's read it, yeah. even if he doesn't respond. I I'm like, like that mom has hers on. Like, but the fact because I know when she's ignoring me or like if she's not like I know if she's really busy or if she like read my message. But anybody right. else, at least, anybody else, like just important people like my mom, I want to have him on you, but I want you to reply. See, that's not <laughs> fair. You should just say, you know what? I'm just glad that I know they read it. And, and I then can, completely disregarded what I said. Even if they don't respond, you got to be, un, you got to. I know, but if you don't well, respond, the then it's is, like, was I not important enough yeah, for a response? To, no, you have to know that not everybody's going to respond And also, when do you properly. stop responding? Because you could just reply back and forth, back and forth. Like, no, there's a certain point, point. Is it appropriate that you don't respond? Because I mean, like, you can going just on. keep responding too much. <laughs> it's right. not like I'm just trying to be like, hey, we've hey, lost the argument. How's your day? We've, we're Good. Moved how's on. your day? <laughs> not we've to moved him. On. No, we're 50 50. I'm like, hey, these raffle tickets. And he's like, red, don't reply. But I think we justify it. Oh, maybe they didn't get it about certain people. Yeah, exactly. It's easier <laughs> just to make these scenarios up than actually know that they read it. Yeah. No, assumption, that's a, the worst thing in the world. I hate that. I hate it. We assume like, a lot. Dale and I just had this conversation <laughs> earlier about a text because he texted me about something and I was like, oh, I thought you already knew that. And then my brain starts working overload and I'm like, oh, I should have told him. I shouldn't have relied on that person to tell him. So then I write this long so text. So that's where I get that from. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I should have told you. I shouldn't have relied on that person to show you, but, but I never know what you know. And Dale writes back, you think way too much. You're That's exhausting. <laughs> So you shouldn't assume because you just make up all this stuff in your head that's not I true. Know. It's just... <laughs> Carson never does that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I, I get it honest. You do get yeah. it honest. We're think, yeah. We're thinkers. But I told him that's an advantage <laughs> and a disadvantage. It can be work both ways. I'm well, a thinker. I was just wondering. That's why we got this far. Yep. I'm the thinker. <laughs> make right. a good team. We all make a good team. Yep. Okay. So it's time to talk hair. This is my favorite hairspray. Oh my goodness, I love that dry shampoo. This week we're featuring Bedhead's Masterpiece Hairspray, which we have a lot of people in the office who love this hairspray, me and mom included. I have it in the normal size, and then I have about 80 travel sizes <laughs> scattered throughout bags and in my room and in my car, so I have it with me like all the time. I know, this hairspray is so awesome. It's a great hairspray for firm, um, but it still remains kind of flexible, which I like that part of it because I'm not a big hairspray person. Um, it's not too hard, but yet it gives you a great hold. Um, I also like the fact that it gives my hair a henna shine. And like most of the TG products, uh, this one smells amazing. I know, like sometimes I'd even want to use it as an air freshener <laughs> instead of um, uh, hairspray. So if you, like us, would like to get your own bottle of Masterpiece hairspray, head over to your local Fantastic Sam's and for a location near you, visit fantasticsams.com. All right. Well, we've had a great episode with Dale Jr. and certainly appreciate him coming on um, and being with us uh, in this last little bit of his career here. Um, it's our final episode of Fast Lane Family with Carson. We did it. We've hosted a whole year Made together. It a whole year together, We're and we still love we each still other. We still love each other. Oh, my goodness. And it's flown by. Oh, my gosh. And we also want to thank Exalta for all their support to Journey Mo Radio, as well as Bedhead by TG and Fantastic Sims for everything they did to support us this season. All right. We're signing off until next year. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.